0: This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning back in to yet another episode of Falcons Friday, presented by the Man Sports Podcast. You can find me here on soundcloud.com, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts from. In today's episode of Falcons Friday, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about the recent news of the Atlanta Falcons or any NFL team. All 32 teams have reported that no fans will be allowed to team facilities for the start training camp on July 28, 2020. And also we are talking about fantasy football. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going over tight ends, wide receivers, running backs and quarterbacks but for my case more specifically we are talking about the Atlanta Falcons in this instance. So to start off with we are going to talk about the recent news of no fans being allowed at Falcons training camp in Flyer Branch, Georgia. So for the first time in 14 seasons, the Falcons will not allow fans to attend any training camp practices due to the coronavirus pandemic. The Falcons allowed fans into selected practices for the past three seasons and in the previous 11 campaigns have at least held the Friday Night Lights scrimmage with fans. The NFL and the NFLPA have been meeting This week, and with hopes of sending return to work guidelines, both sides agreed of having no fans at practices according to league-owned NFL media. The fans had the option of hosting two fan events at Mercedes-Benz Stadium with league protocols in place. However, the team has been elected, or has elected, excuse me, to not hold any events at the stadium. The Falcons have been cutting back on allowing fans at training camp practices in Flower Branch. Before the pandemic, the Falcons held eight open practices last season, the few among NFC South teams, excluding the Saints. The Panthers had 14 free and open practices with fans, while the Buccaneers had 11. The Saints had 10 open practices in 2018. Around the league, the Broncos had 19 open practices, more than double what the Falcons had, even though they both played in August 1st at the 2019. Hall of Fame game. Last year, the Packers, Colts, and Vikings, for that fact, had 16 open practices. Browns, Cowboys, Panthers, Ravens, and Steelers had 15. Cardinals, Ravens, 14, Chargers, 13, Seahawks, 12, Giants, and Bengals, 10, Bears, 9, Bills, 8, down from 21 for 2014. Rams, 7, Jet, 5, and Eagles had 1. The Falcons are set to report Tuesday, July 28th. The entire training camp schedule has not been released. Also, the NFL and the NFLPA previously agreed not to hold joint practices in 2020. The Falcons were in discussions to hold joint practices with the Dolphins and the Bills before the league closed in its facilities in March. Falcons head coach Dan Quinn was open to looking at joint practices after the team's slow starts the past two seasons. The Falcons started last season 1-7 and were 1-4 to start 2018. The NFL's contact rules instituted in 2011 collective bargain agreement call for no live tackling in practice, which makes it difficult to get ready for the season. The Falcons have looked for a way to maximize the live, live contact. So, this has been a uh, a right move, in my honest opinion, to not let fans into the facilities and watch a certain team practice. But, you know, it, it was kind of a concern, you know, at the start of it, because... Whenever the team facility shut down, this whole pandemic started really getting out of hand. The first thing I thought was, what about the fans? You know, what's going to happen with the fans? Because for 14 seasons, the Falcons have been letting fans into the train camp facility. But this will be the first time in 14 seasons. So, if, it, if, if I was the GM, I would kind of do something like what the Atlanta Braves are doing on uh, Fox sports South. And that is host a TV appearance pretty much on your local station. So for like Atlanta stations or really Georgia in general, it will be the CW 69 of Atlanta and let them kind of like, you know, of course safe distance, you know, six or more feet apart and let them kind of like film The practice where fans are still interactive and and you're getting the training camp, you know, vibe pretty much. Now you won't get like no like concession stands or, um, you know, free goodies or whatever like that. You won't be getting that. Um, Or the Atlanta Falcons could put a YouTube series out, you know, like day one, 2020, um, you know, Red zone targeting pretty much, you know, you don't name it off like that. So I could see a possibility of the Falcons in all teams pretty much put out a YouTube video or their local stations within that state to air a live practice like the Braves are doing right now on Fox Sports South. So now getting out of some news right there, ladies and gentlemen, we are talking about fantasy football, but more specifically for the Atlanta Falcons, tight ends, wide receivers, running backs, and quarterbacks. So we are going to talk about the tight ends first, and that is coming at number 30, the 30th best tight end, and that's Hayden Hurst. That is coming off from a season in Baltimore and now is going to be projected to play for the Falcons in 2020. So, acquired by Atlanta to fill the void created by Austin Hooper's departure, Hurst could emerge as a fantasy asset in deep leagues. So, in 2018, he had uh, averaging of 12.5 yards of a total of 163 with one touchdown. 2019, he had 349 yards averaging uh, 11.6 with two touchdowns. And for draft engine fantasy football, they are projecting 384 yards, averaging 12 yards per carry and three touchdowns. So that is a pretty good number, but that is not Austin Hooper numbers, which now if if I'm not mistaken, according to draft engine draft engine fantasy football, Austin Hooper does come in at a whopping number six, and they are projecting him to have a monster year. Of six to eight touchdowns, averaging ten point yard, ten point ten point one yards. Excuse me. So, Hayden Hurst, pretty much, you know, he is, you know, I could have said that he could have placed at least at number eighteen with a uh, Henderson Chris of the New York Jets. Jet, excuse me. But for him, really to be this low it kind of does you know frustrate me because look at it Hayden Hurst's tape I mean my goodness yes he's not a big factor in whenever it comes into red zone but he is still very effective and under a new system that is different from Baltimore going into Dirk Carter's offense I believe he can score these touchdowns like Austin Hooper did because Austin Hooper was scoring at least one to two touchdowns per every game minus the time he got injured back last year. And I think it kept him sideline for four weeks at max. So, um, Hayden Hurst is number 30 in fantasy right now. And I would not take him early in the season. If it were me, I would take them probably middle of the season. So now we are getting on over to the wide receivers. And honestly, I could honestly write into an email to Draft Engine Fantasy Football. If you go to page 35, they have Julio Jones as the fourth best wide receiver. Uh, And I will give you the top four right here. Uh, Number one is Michael Thomas of the Saints. DeAndre Hopkins of the Cardinals, and uh, Adam Devaney, if I'm pronouncing that right. Devontae, yeah, Devontae Adams. Okay, excuse me. I did not know why I couldn't pronounce that name, but he is number three on the list. And then, of course, Julio Jones is number four. So at age 31, Julio Jones' 2020 projection for draft engine fantasy football, he is going to record eight touchdowns averaging 14.2 yards with 1418 total yards for the entire season. So that is a pretty good number right there. I would honestly love to see Julio Jones reach a 2000-yard mark in double digits, but I want to be realistic in this sense and Put Julio Jones, you know, at least with 1,600 yards in double-digit touchdowns, making him, I would think, honestly, you know, go, going off this list. So, like, Michael Thomas, you know, they're averaging for him for a 1,300-yard season. DeAndre Hopkins, a 1,300-season. And then Devontae Adams, a 1,200-season. But you got Julio Jones in a 1,400-season. That doesn't make no sense to me, honestly. Yes, I know the touchdowns will make the difference, but whenever it comes to total yards, Julio Jones is your guy to rack you up some fantasy points in perspective of yards. So he is your fourth best wide receiver according to fantasy by Draft Engine Fantasy Football. So now going to running backs. And I do find this one very interesting, and the knee always does place a kind of like a question mark in this sense. And that is Todd Gurley. He is your seventeenth best running back according to fantasy. So he's twenty five. I did get you know picked up by the Falcons, and ever since really twenty fifteen, he has been very productive. So, for total, now, I'm not going to go with Russian and everything right here. Oh, okay, I will. So, for Russian, a projected 2020 total is four yards, average total of 803 yards with 11 touchdowns. And for receiving, I'm only going to do, you know, the touchdown, and that is three touchdowns. So, for total yardage for Todd Gurley in 2020, a projected total is... 1,120 yards per gain is 74.7 with 14 touchdowns. So that is a very good number, for especially for a running back. Uh, right above him is Mark Ingram from the Ravens and Clyde Edwards from the Chiefs. So at least Todd Gurley is above uh, Nick Chubb from the Browns and Le'Veon Bell from the Jets, which he is sitting at 19. Uh, if it were me, honestly, I'd pick up Todd Gurley at the beginning of the season. He is going to make a huge impact of what's going to be, I think, arguably the best Falcons offense since, you know, really the 2016 season. So now moving on to our last part of fantasy football, and that is the quarterback situation right here, ladies and gentlemen. And Matt Ryan, Matty Ice. he is your eighth best quarterback so i'm gonna give you one through seven and i want you to comment on twitter after listening to this podcast or while doing it and let me know what you think of this list so draft engine fantasy football has lamar jackson at number one so that is arguably right patrick Mahomes is number two that that's right as well uh now this is where things start getting to really be like a head scratcher, pretty much. So, Kyler Murray sitting at number three, Russell Wilson sitting at number four, Deshaun Watson sitting at five, Dak Prescott number six, and seven, Josh Allen. So, these are pretty much all like not like rookie quarterbacks, but very young quarterbacks. That are playing on their rookie deal. Minus Patrick Mahomes of $503 million. And Russell Wilson sitting on a huge deal itself. uh, Which Russell Wilson is a veteran. But Patrick Mahomes is still kind of like that young gun. Pretty much because he got in the league in 2017. But and Dak Prescott. You know he's still playing on his rookie deal pretty much. Coming from. Uh, Mississippi State in 2015 and then getting drafted by Dallas in 16 since, you know, the whole Tony Romo, you know, incidents and everything that was going on. But Matt Ryan said at number eight, I have to disagree with this. Honestly, I'd have him up there with uh, Russell Wilson sitting at like number five or number three. Because Patrick, I mean, not Patrick Mahomes, uh, Patrick Mahomes does put up stats, but Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan puts up stats as well. He has a very big arm. And when I mean like a big arm, I'm not talking about like, like physical, like big. I'm talking about like a cannon that will shoot downfield. And nobody wants to bring that up, minus me. And if I'm not mistaken, I think in the NFL media itself put Matt Ryan at number nine as best deep ball thrower in the league. So, you know, coincidence? I don't think so. So, according to Draft Engine Fantasy Football, the 2020 projection for Matt Ryan is 4,354 yards. Yards per average is 7.3. Yards per game is 272.1. His touchdown... Interception ratio is 29 to 15. Uh, For rushing yards, for Matt Ryan, you have two touchdowns. Uh, Yards per gain is 8.6 with an average of 4.2. And they do have him averaging, or excuse me, gaining 138 yards rushing, which will bring Matt Ryan to a total of 4,492 yards and 31 touchdowns. So I cannot uh disagree with that number. Could be a little bit higher. I am expecting Matt Ryan this season, especially with all the weapons he's got, to go over 5,000 yards in a single season. That's going to be astonishing for his career and potentially, you know, going into what should be a Super Bowl year for us, uh that will definitely put him, you know, getting at least a second league MVP and winning the Super Bowl. So uh guys, that is Draft Engine, Draft Engine Fantasy Football. Right there is a magazine I picked up from work the other day. And I, I just wanted to make a quick podcast over it, which actually going, going right here, we are now fixing the heat or reach the eighteen minute mark, but of course it will be below seventeen, hopefully after editing and stuff so but guys i sure hope you did enjoy today's podcast and if you did make sure the like button here on sangle.com spotify google podcast or wherever you get your podcast from till then i Cole morgan will catch you all later peace